Okay. Welcome, everyone, to The Centralist. I hope everyone's having a great day. I can't help it. I love a little Sandman at the start of the show. Well, there's my camera. Um, we don't play it every week when we play this particular show because this is The Centralist. Sometimes uh, we play some, uh, well, I guess you could say um, rowdy country. Not rowdy country. I guess it would be rowdy independence music. Yeah, I got different friends who send me stuff. You know, they're big patriots, so they send me stuff all the time about this crazy thing and that crazy thing. And what's interesting is I got, you know, Patriots from the North, Patriots from the South, Patriots from the East, Patriots from the West. They're all a little bit different and they're all a little strange. What do you mean, Glenn? No, I, I love my country. I've, I've been in the military. I fought and, and fought for my country. It's not that. But they're a different kind of Patriots, all I can say. No, I'm Patriot. I believe in my country. But, but they're a little more hardcore, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. They're definitely into um, into a lot of different things. No, they were none of the people who broke into the damn thing. Let's just not even go there, people. No, they didn't go breaking into anything. No, they wouldn't have wasted their time going to D.C. because D.C. is a, a, a total waste of time. It's just, you know, I've been to D.C. on several occasions. I've spoken to D.C. on several occasions. Um, thanks to Stephen Bett, I got to Stephen Bissett. I got to speak at the Washington Press Club a couple of times, which is an honor. Uh, <clears throat> just getting to speak at the Washington Press Club is just, you know, just being able to say, hey, I got to speak at the Washington Press Club more than one time. Yes. Um, you mean on politics? Only one time on politics. Three times on ufology stuff. One time on politics. Yes. Well, we got a big conspiracy show. Well, okay. A couple of things. Before I bring on our guests, we got a couple of things going on. Uh, we got the Blantiaga show coming up in January 20th. Uh, which is going to be about all the dolls and all that other stuff and all this pedophilia going around. So that's going to be on the 20th. That's that's going to be a pretty hard hitting show. <clears throat> We've got some other specialty shows coming up besides that. Uh, Janine, I don't know if we're going to tackle abortion. Maybe later in the year. But I mean, this show that Stephanie Bonetti, I did, Stephanie Bonetti and I did is still available. It's a hard hitting show. Uh, there's no reason to really do another one. It, it pretty much says everything that we needed to say. The only difference now is the numbers will be bigger <clears throat> than they were back then. That was about 10 years ago. Uh, so you would see a difference in, you know, how many, how many they are and how many kids and all of that. But that's, that's neither here nor now. No, no ufology, not in that, not in that respect. Ufology, but not in that respect. Um, so we do shows like that. We're going to do shows on um, Trump versus Biden. Well, we weren't going to do any shows on that. And then, so Trump got his house raided for, documents he brought home now we found out joe biden's had the same thing in three different houses so why haven't they raided him so yeah we're gonna do a show on that <clears throat> well you gotta be careful when you're fighting with the government I mean, you have all your ducks in a row 
you don't want to get in the bad side. I mean, you don't make an enemy out of Nancy Pelosi. God knows she might strip you naked and put you in a house or something. Uh, <laughs> inside joke, people. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> stop. We ain't, we ain't got time for all of that tonight. We're doing we're doing radio tonight. We got Giovanni. Giovanni, how do you say your last name? Stick Sticko? Am I saying it right? It's two C's and a O. Okay. I can't see it. I can't see you, Joe. What do you mean you can't see me, man? I don't know how you can't see me. The world can see me. Tell them why can't you see me. I'm, I'm damn sexy, I, I'm seeing, too. I'm, I'm seeing like a black screen. Uh, I don't know what that is. Guys and girls, can y'all see me out there? I can restart the screen. Hold on a second. Okay. And see if that's what it is. And uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Let's see. We stopped the screen that away. That's me. Yeah. And add that in there. There you go. Now you should be able to see me. Because I can see me. I can see oh, both of us. There, there you go. There you it's go. It's uh, uh, Glenda. Well, no, I'm going to get him to properly introduce himself in a second. Just just in a second. We're going to talk about a couple of things tonight. Uh, Marcus, not tonight. Jenny, not tonight. Getty, not tonight. It's not what we're talking about tonight. Um, no, politics is mainly for Friday nights. Mm -hmm. It's mainly for Friday nights. Um, it's usually when we do hardcore politics on Friday nights. Uh, tonight, usually we do ufology and whatever Michelle DeRoche is up who follows this show, she has the outer realm. Uh, Michelle is also the station manager who's in charge of keeping all these freaking egos under control, including mine, by the way. Mine's probably the hardest out of the bunch. But um, so a couple of things coming up. We're fixing to make $500 million on SoundCloud. I, I, I think, I think we're less than $19 million away. So I have to go check for sure, but... Soon we're going to break five hundred million, and, and we've only been on, on on SoundCloud I think three and a half years. That's so pretty damn good. And the last year and a half was well, we were doing really good, and then we got a boost from COVID of all things, and then COVID went down, slowed us down. But then we got another boost just recently, and we're on so many venues that I've lost track of them. I mean, we're on every major one, such as you know, if you're on iHeart or iTunes, you can find us there. We've been on iTunes since iTunes started. Uh, <clears throat> iHeart we've been on for about seven or eight years also you know Pod Addict, Podbean, all of them were on all of those and all of those sub subspecies as I like to call them uh, we're on over 200 podcast sites around the world so just look for us we're on sites I can't even pronounce the name of oh yeah there are German podcasts and, and, and Russian podcasts and um, Chinese podcasts I have no idea I know it's us because I know I can see the, the media on it but I can't. And then now, let me bring the mic a little closer. Dun, 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 dun. Now we have our own Roku channel. Now, if you don't know what Roku is, Roku is true streaming television. This is this is where streaming television started. This is the people who really invented it. Uh, I remember a friend of mine says, "You got to get Roku." You got to. I was like, "What? Well, I got I got four hundred channels on cable. What I need Roku for?" He said, "Just trust me." I had it six months. I had, that was that was. I don't know, 18 years ago. I have not paid for cable since. Other than internet, I have not paid for cable since. I used to pay about buck, well, about $400, between $300 and $400 a month, depending on what we were using, for cable every month for the house and the business. And uh, <laughs> I don't pay for I don't get any of that anymore. I do pay for Netflix. Yeah, you get Netflix is what, $12, $14 a month. Uh, Prime, which is probably about the same. We have Hulu. Hulu comes with uh, ESPN and um, Paramount. So, yeah, so you, you get that. Oh, no, not Paramount, uh, Disney. So you get that, and then we got Paramount on something else, and then we have HBO and a couple of the others. So anyway, all together, 
all together with everything we have, we still don't break 80 bucks. That is so much cheaper than what And I don't even have to have that. Uh, it's weird for me, but we get into like things. So we'll like watch Prime for a while and then we burnt down on Prime. We'll watch Netflix for a while. So I don't even have to keep them if I don't want to because we're not going to use them for a while. No, we have HBO Max. Yeah, because we were watching. Linda was watching something something with the wolves or something. So we got it back. And uh, there's a lot of Doctor Who's and other stuff there. Uh, right now we're watching Hulu and Orville. If you don't know what Orville is, check it out. Orville is, is like a a funny version of Star Trek. <laughs> it's like Discovery on steroids. There you go. No, it's 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 just different. You should go check it out. It's uh, Seth Meyers uh, is the guy who runs it as a captain. He's um, isn't he Family Guy, I believe. And so, you know, if y'all know who all that is. But anyway, getting back to the Roku channel. So the station has now opened up its daytime and late night slots. So usually, we only had from four p.m to 2 a.m. open. That was the maximum. You could only get in those slots. And to be frank with you, except for maybe late night Sunday, I mean Saturday and Sunday, they were all filled. Getting on a network was really hard to do. You could get on as a syndicated show where you got played in the syndicated runs on the rerun queues, which ran all the time. But getting on a station itself was hard. And it still is hard if you're trying to get into a, an evening slot. But now we've learned something and we've changed the way we do it. Actually, I said Michelle DeRoche did this. Um, she has turned our daytime slot into our overseas slots. Now, what's funny about this is Americans love to hear British and Australian accents and stuff like that, Scottish, they just love it. But for our Brits and our Scots and our friends overseas, this is prime time for them. It may be, you know, whatever time in the morning here, but for them, they're, they're seven hours ahead of us. So if it's 6 a.m. here, you know, or if it's 10, if it's, uh, you know, seven o'clock here, it's just, it's prime time for them. Well, yeah, I know all the times because after doing my shows and a lot of my guests are overseas. And my old show didn't start to 7, which was 1 a.m. Uh, England time. And then I think it was 4 a.m. in um, uh, Italy. But anyway, it's nice to know those slots. So now these people are coming on at bright times like lunchtime here, which means it's 7 o'clock there. Yes. We're coming on at 2 in the afternoon, which means it's 9 o'clock there. So it's prime time for them. And since the Roku will fall out the same for them, they will be on television on prime time in Britain. How, how, how many people get to say that I'm actually on television at prime time in England? I know. And that's pretty damn good by anybody's standards. All of us, well, I don't know which host for sure yet will actually be on Roku yet. And we have new people looking to get on just the Roku side. So uh, we'll see. Um, what does it start at? Bare minimum. The lowest you can get in is $100 a month. Yeah, that's bare minimum. And that doesn't get you a lot. It gets you on Roku, but it doesn't get you a lot. Um, it just depends what you're doing. Well, because one of the reasons Roku is a little bit more expensive is I, one of us have to personally produce. So with StreamYard, I can give hosts a big break um, because they can produce their own shows. Now, not all of them do. Some of them prefer me to produce them, which is fine. But a lot of them can produce their own shows, so they get a break for producing their own show. But uh, and they can do that, but with this, it's different. They're not going to be able to produce their own show. No, uh, I, I'm sure Roku do not want them even screwing around with their equipment in any way. So that's going to be another thing. But like, see, Giovanni's lovely face tonight. So in a couple of days, actually, what is today? Uh, Wednesday. So either Thursday or Friday, he will be streaming on Roku. So if y'all have Roku and you want to see if he's a good-looking guy, and you got like an 80-inch TV, make want to see a pimple on his nose or something. We do broadcast in 1080i, not P. And uh, we also, you can pick us up in 4K as well now. So uh, you can see us as, as, I don't know why you want to see us that clear, but hey, if that's what you want, 
you know, like Giovanni said, Danny puts a makeup on, man. What the hell? <laughs> you didn't tell me this. Uh, yes. Yeah, so there's a lot going on. Just keep up with the station. Michelle's posting regularly. I'm posting regularly. Um, so there's a lot to keep up with. A lot of growing stuff going on now. Before I let the guests speak, there are one, two other things involved with this new growth. So we're in Roku now. If the Roku pays for itself and does what it should be doing, then we will probably also, also offer Amazon. So if you get like Fire Stick or Amazon or your television or whatever, it's built into your TV, you will now, within three months, be able to get us on Amazon. And if that does well, we will put you all on Apple TV and Samsung TV. And there's about six branches of this television we can go on. So we're starting with Roku because it's the biggest. Amazon's the second biggest, really. They're probably tied these days. Um, but they will be the next one. So between them two, I mean, everybody in their mom has got one of the two of them. What do you mean, Google Chrome? No, you mean Chromecast? No, <laughs> Yeah, I don't want no. I got Chromecast. It's not what it is. It's something different. Yeah, I, there's a stick not sitting a half, not even two feet from me. No, it's for something different. But anyway, Giovanni, how are you tonight, man? So tell you to get all this news out of the way first. Oh wait, one other thing. I love my big mugs. I could kill someone with this. Go ahead, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing. I'm doing uh, well, and. Uh, um... <clears throat> I'm out here in Las Vegas, and uh, and I take it you're in. Are you in Shreveport? Or are you in uh, uh, Usually, are you, you? Right now, I'm in I'm in past Christian, Mississippi, on the Gulf Coast. Most of the time, I'm oh, in okay. New Orleans. So you'll either catch me in New Orleans, or you'll catch me here. Uh, this is our studio in the woods, but it's really our studio in the Gulf. We're where I'm at right now. My if you walked out of my back door. And you walk down the stairs, you would literally be 25 feet from the bayou. That's how close the water is in my back of my house. And then if you walk down the bayou, just 175 yards, you'd be standing in the Gulf of Mexico. Ah, so there's a lot of water around here. And, uh, and I've actually seen it. Uh, I've actually seen it 10 feet below my house. So where there was only a six really? inch space between my floor and the water. Oh yeah. It's, it's creepy looking when you see it like that. Hell, I was sitting here tonight. Uh, it blew my roof off this side of the studio. And uh, this side of the studio in the house, thank God, whoever took put the metal roof on left the shingle roof on. So it saved me from massive amounts of sheetrock damage, and uh, which is poor construction because they shouldn't have done it that way. But still, in our benefit, it worked out for us. So <coughs> I'm sure they didn't want to have to uh, give me another hundred grand. They were already hot. So you mean what you do? So what you doing out in Vegas? Well, um, I, I've been here for. Uh, over a decade, and uh, I had moved here from from Hawaii, and now um, you know, just you know, just doing stuff, you know, entertainment stuff, and uh, you know, and uh, and then started to break into the film business, and uh, and uh, you know, and just uh, I'm here now, you know, I'm I don't know where I'm going to be. Thinking about going back out to L.A. eventually soon, maybe this year sometime. I don't know, but. You know, well, I'll be there in April. Oh, I'll, I'll be there in the April, beginning of May. Uh, I'll be out in L.A. Where, yeah, Vegas? No, in uh, L.A. Oh, you'll be in L.A. I'll be in L.A., yeah. yeah. I go out every uh, – it's, it's the end of every April. For Writers of the Future, they do uh, – they had their big gala event. So we we work press oh, okay. for them when we go out. And John Goodman, who's a friend of mine, is also one of the hosts on our network. So it's a nice setup. Um, we do a lot of press for them. They bring us out to L.A., uh, now they're going to get some Roku time. It's it's just a good deal out for everybody involved. And these winners uh, get free radio time, lots of radio time from both of us. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to get exposure to television, which is 
if you're going to be a big if you're going to be a big illustrator or a big writer, you need to be ready to be on television or on decent radio shows because you got you got to you know you got to know how to react to people. You can't just do that. Yeah, so what, what kind of what kind of what kind of media though, man? This ain't none of this. Uh, you ain't making none of these triple X films out there, brother. Look, <laughs> he's uh, smiling. Oh shit, now, man. Well, I'll be honest with you. This is now the that that is the hub now. It, it used to be out in, uh, I think it was out in like Chatsworth or something they were doing. But now it, it, all that stuff is coming here. The adult entertainment. Yeah, they laws, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, they changed the laws. They just had that recently. What last week? The ABS Awards or ABS? That's the whole adult film industry. So there's always something going down in Las Vegas. But it's become like the new hub. You know, for 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 now, I think they they said they're going to try to turn Vegas into the new Hollywood. Uh, you know, better tax incentives and all this kind of other stuff. I'm an indie well, man. You know, I like I you know I do I, I'm I'm an independent kind of a guy. You know, but I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. It, well, there's, there's a lot of stuff indie going films on out there. And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't hear what he said, he's an indie. Indie just means independent. He's an independent filmmaker, which there's a lot of good indie films out there. I mean, there's 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 some, you know, I should have never watched a damn thing, but there's a lot of good ones out there too. Um, yeah, no, there's a it's, it's got more heart. Yeah, it's got more heart because they don't have as much money as the big boys do. So you're going to get, I feel a lot better content and more grit and more heart and soul and yeah, stuff you got to like work hard. They got to, yeah, uh-huh. you got to sell it. That's right. You don't yeah, have all that glitz and glamour to sell it. All that, all that flashy two million dollar, two five twenty five million dollars worth of effects behind you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, even regular TV, I mean, even if you're watching soap, believe it or not, there's quite a lot of special effects that goes into those. Uh, there's lots yeah, of effects. People, yeah, it's, it's yeah. lots of money. Yeah, it's lots of money. Well, if you all ever notice, if you ever watch Ancient Aliens, ladies and gentlemen, they don't use stages. They go to people's homes or hotels and do it. So it's like a pre-setup for them. So it saves them a lot of money, uh, and they get a really nice thing. The last time I filmed with them was with Prometheus. was about five years ago four years ago, I think. And uh, they rented a home out in Los Angeles. Reminded me of a home in New Orleans, actually. It was very well set up, really good for TV. But the time before that, I was in New York. And the time before that, at a hotel. And the time before that, I was in D.C. at the Mandarin Hotel, no, no the less. So, yeah, I mean, that's a better way of doing it. I mean, you, you a lot of the stuff is there for you. You don't have to go out and buy this and buy that and buy, you know, stuff. Because uh, New Orleans got a big movie industry now. And yeah, so does Atlanta. So. Yeah, so a lot of my friends are in the industry. They'll tell me, they'll call me and say, "Hey, you you need some black tile, you need this or you need that," because they build these high dollar movie sets that cost a lot of money. You know, they have to hire contractors to do it, and then when they're done, they tear them down. You know, and they just give them away or just throw them in the dump or whatever. And um, I've seen some beautiful woodworks come out of these things and artwork mm-hmm. and stuff that they're just going to trash, and or they're going to, you know, somebody worked on a set or somebody around them or some friends might want it. Um, I got, I got a matter of fact, I got a friend off of one set. I got him, uh, 1800 square feet of black, white veined marble. <clears throat> it's about $25 a foot and I probably saved him $25, $30,000. He is just happy as could be. The film people were happy to get rid of it. <clears throat> it was a love, love all the way yeah, around. There's a, yeah. yeah there's a, but, that's the thing about it. You know, with, uh, with, 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 with independent filmmaking, I meant, uh, you know, I meant, uh, it's tough, you know, it, 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 they, they have to, you know, and nowadays, but nowadays with movies that you can't fool people with special effects. If there's not a story, it's not a good story, but Hollywood yeah. thinks they can just kind of, you know, kind of well, they uh, prey on the younger generations. That's, yeah, that's what true. they do. Like the Z Jenners and the generation after them, 
you know, they're going to the movies looking for something flashy, you know, something, something fun, something, nothing with a lot of content because most of the content's going to go over the head. But the millennials now have woke up. The millennials are like, oh, wait a minute. I want some content. The X Gen has been wanting content and the baby boomers have always wanted content. So, you know, and, and the baby boomers, even though they're, they're aging now, they still are big supporters of the indie filmmakers and, yeah. and always will until they're finally all dead and gone. And, yeah. uh, so it's it's well, just well, part I, of it. Yeah. yeah, and and you were mentioning about Louisiana. No, I tell you, referring to you know that's where Elvis got his big break on uh, Louisiana Hayride out in Shreveport, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where my father got his big break as well at Louisiana Hayride. And uh, mm-hmm. so a lot of been, musicians Louisiana come out always, Yeah, they do. I mean, my you know, I meant uh, you know, my dad had went out there in '58 and he went up. For Dean Vincent, and, it's uh, uh, it's weird too because people think of m- music down here, they rarely think of Mississippi, which is a ton of music came out of, but um, yeah. they they always want to think about New Orleans, and most of the music didn't come out of. They may play in New Orleans, but most of the music didn't come out of New Orleans, except maybe maybe some heavy jazz singers and stuff like that. Yeah. But really, any of the blues singers, any of the country singers, they didn't come out of New Orleans. They may have went there to yeah. play. But they came out of places like Shreveport or other places, Lafayette, you know, along those places, Baltimore Rouge and places like that. Or they came out of like Hattiesburg, Mississippi or Jackson or Tupelo, Mississippi, places like that supported that kind of music. And they supported it with big, big, big time. Absolutely. Nowadays, you can, you, it's a weird place now. The music scene here is weird, weird, weird because we got the Gulf Coast, which is just full of casinos. So they're playing every Tom, Dick and Harry that's you know, shouldn't be even singing anymore. <laughs> it's up there playing. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so, and they, but I will say this, Biloxi has been putting money into independent filmmakers. And since the Gulf yeah. Coast has so many old homes to shoot in, and they got this guy and this, this, this they're a couple, actually, they've been doing, um, they've been shooting movies. They've been, what they do is they rent a plantation for however they can afford it for. And then they shoot the whole, they lay out the whole movie and what's going to be in that plantation. They shoot everything that's got to be shot in that plantation, how many ever days they got. And of course, in a court, they add in other scenes from other locations, you know, but they want to get it done and they do it. I'm telling you what, man, whoever they got editing for them is doing a fabulous job because when you, it's a seamless movie, they're really good. Uh, they're really putting the uh, old school life together down here that a lot of people have forgotten. You know, people forget what the South really was and how it came to be. And all they ever want to talk about is slavery, which is such a small part of what the South is. And uh, and somebody told me the other day, yeah. well, y'all did slavery and all the slaves left. I said, no, the majority of blacks live in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia. I think 88 or 90 percent of them live in those four states. Yes, please do not tell me you don't. You know, people tell me all the time. I said, you know, I'm from the south, right, people? I said, don't don't tell me about my own history, please. I said, I don't tell you about your history. Don't tell me yeah. about mine. But what what got you to go to to Vegas? I mean, you know, Vegas is a. I got some friends that went to Vegas. Vegas is a weird place to go. I mean, you, you got to have a certain attitude to live there. It's there's a lot going on there. Uh, even even if you're not involved with the casino stuff, there's just a lot of stuff that goes on in and out around Vegas. You know, it's, it's just, and then now that they've changed the laws, I know, um, Glenn, actually prostitution is legal in Vegas. Now it used to not be, it was only legal in towns over uh, in areas over under 250,000 people, counties and under 200, but some reason along the line in the last mm-hmm. five years, I guess, because they legalized marijuana, they should shit. We might as well legalize prostitution. 
Uh, yeah, what the, the, take? Uh, yeah the, well, you know, uh, we can't ignore the fact that what's going on in Las Vegas and that people come here for everything uh, that you can possibly imagine from conventions to shows is that this is an all you can, it's like a buffet, you know, it has a wide assortment of different things. We have to Fun constantly city. cater to, to tourism. Now we're having um, Formula One racing that's coming this year to Las Vegas and and it's a good place to keep reinventing themselves. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, anything you want, you know, and, 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 you know, all kinds of different kinds of music is out here, this, that, or the other. But I will say one thing, though, getting back to like, get, you know, I, I really, I was going to mention something about, about, you know, the old, old school music and stuff. And you were mentioning before is that, thank God we had that Elvis movie come out because it kind of, you know, made, people think about, you know, the younger generation, how cool the music was in them days, you know? Uh, the rockabilly music. and Yeah, the rockabilly music and rock and roll. It'll never die, and there'll always be a huge, you know, there's it's such a huge, um, you know, volume for that kind of music, you know? And there one is. It's, it's, a, it's a fun music. It's a good music. And this music, it don't necessarily skip a generation. Sometimes it takes other generations a little longer to catch up with it, but you know, there's a lot of good music out there that I noticed even the Z Genesis is starting to catch up with now. They're like, wow, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. But you know, it's funny because the Z Genesis have to listen to it like off hide and, and, and once they really like it and they find it, then they find out some of their friends are listening, then you know it's okay. But before that, it's like it's like a dirty thing or something. They can't tell anybody they're listening to it. Whereas the millennials enjoy it, but my son's a millennial. And watching him grow up and watching who he was at, at, at 27 and seeing who he is at 37, he's entirely two different mm -hmm. people. And uh, he's got a wide range of music he listens to. Actually, Jen, Jen, Jen I'm sorry, Jen, Jen, I'm not even, I know how to pronounce that. Jen, Jen, Jen uh, I'm going to leave it alone. Actually, you mean rap? Oh, no, he listens to rap, yeah. You mean drive me crazy? No, I don't hate all rap. I don't like all rap, no, don't get me wrong. I can't listen to rap all the time, but there are rap songs I yeah. like. It's uh, actually I can't say any. There's not any music, you know. Once the Giovanni said, I can't think of any music that is not something I like. Even even hillbilly, yeah. This is even hillbilly. Well, it's always, it's always, yeah, it's, it, it, it's always it's always good to have an open mind about all kinds of music, though. But you know, yeah. from uh, I mean, for me though, yeah. um, you know, I, I think hip hop music and rap music is is an acquired taste, and and there's some well, good is. stuff out there. But just, just yeah, for me, it's I, I lean more. It's an acquired taste and, and, and whatever. And, and for me though, I meant, um, I have a very large, um, you know, kind of open mind to music and stuff like that. But, uh, um, yeah. And little Las Vegas, getting back to Vegas, uh, uh, you have to be literally thick skinned to kind of, you know, kind of, you have to overlook everything. This is such a, this is a bizarre town. You know, it's, it's different. It's, uh, it's definitely different. I've been there several times. Yeah, it's, fast. it's one of the fastest, you know, growing cities in in the in, in the nation world. Moving here like uh, there's no tomorrow, you know. Yeah. Well, but, the first uh, time I was ever exposed to Vegas, I was in the Navy, and I used to go to Fallon, Nevada, for the bombing derbies. Now, people, when I went to Vegas the first time, it was old Vegas. They remember the old Vegas sign you see in all the movies? Yeah, that's what was there. It was old Vegas is what it was. It's a whole yeah, different place than it is today. It was a whole different place absolutely. than it was 20 years ago. So first time my wife and I went there, which was, I don't know, 20 years, it was a different place. But it was even trying to cater to kids. And now 
It's a whole different. It just like he just said it. It, it just reinvents itself every so often, maybe every fifteen years. It reinvents yeah. itself, but it needs to because Vegas is a show town. So when people get bored with it, they stop going. So you know, after you go to old Vegas enough times, you see yeah. it four or five times. Hey, there's no reason to go back, and so on and so on and so forth. So right. now Vegas is trying to incorporate all of its old skins under another new skin, and and we'll just wait and see where it goes. That's all you can do. Yes, Jenny. No, yes, pot is yeah. legal in Vegas. I'm sorry, it is. Don't hate me. I didn't make the law. I mean, I have no problem yeah, yeah, with that. that I mean, law, yeah, yeah, I mean, the only thing that's left of Vegas is really is Fremont Street. I mean, everything else is kind of, it's all, you know, kind of new and stuff. And, um, you know, uh, it, it, there was a time when it was fun to come here. Now it's it's very, the, 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 the vibrations of the uh, whatever energy of the old Vegas doesn't really exist anymore. It's so different now. But, uh, you know, but uh, that's the thing about it, though. Yeah, and, and in 20 so, years, uh, it'll, be, it'll be back to something yeah. else. It's, it's a strange absolutely. place. It's a strange. Place. But uh, I, I know. I know thing, we get uh, this teaser up here, but go go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, um, I'll tell you one thing though. My father once told me, he "says Johnny, Vegas was better when the mob ran it." I hate to People say, it, but I do agree with him. Um, I mean, I, I hate to agree with happened. that, but I do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened along the way, but eventually went corporate. You know, and, um, well, that's what happened. It went corporate. The, the I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know the mob. I don't know. You know, based upon the Martin Scorsese film Casino, it looks like the mob got a little bit. I, I don't know what happened, but they were constantly under surveillance, and I think eventually it happened. wasn't even that. I, I, um, th- there was some of that, but what really happened is, is corporations came in yeah. and made them offers of money that it would take them, even as a mobster, a decade or more to make. They were like, "Oh, well, I'm out." Um, a couple of casinos were sold out by big mobs as they just sold them outright because they were offering them three, four, five hundred million dollars. Well, 20 years ago, that was a load of money. 30, 40 years ago, you know, even 50 million, 100 million was a lot of money. Now, today, these places, yeah. these companies are, are making billions of dollars, but that's basically what happened. There, there are actually, Glenn, there are still one or two mobster hotels left. I'm not going to get into who they are. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's any you, left you, on the main you know strip that, anymore. You know the big, the big M word, the mobster word is. Uh, yeah. uh, well, you know, I, I don't want to send somebody there and get their asses killed because you're trying to find a mobster. You you got to use codes, code words. Yeah. But uh, Joe, actually, are you Italian? I am actually. My uh, last name is Montaldo. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, my wife Italian, is that my my wife was actually Italian too. She's uh but she's a geist. She's uh one of them. It's um so in in their family was the um I forget that the um oh damn they own Castiana seafood. But I, I grew up in in the whole thing. It's just for me. It was my dad wanted to keep me out, so he was always like, "No, you can do this. You can say that." I mean, and I was offered many many times to join. It was just uh. A good friend of mine uh, was remodeling his restaurant. I mean, his um, his bar, and he used to take me on collections with him. He said, "Man, you should just come with me." He said, "Look how much money I'm making a week from collections." He was turning forty G's a week yeah. doing collections. That was his cut. So you know how much money the mob was making. And uh, he's like, "Just you know, just come with me." He said, "Look, I'll split this with you if you just come ride with me." I'm like, "No, that's okay, dude. Because once you're in, you ain't getting out." So. Uh, it's, no, um, no. but you know, the family grew up and we, we, you know, my dad knew Carlos Mosella very well. They, they grew up as kids together. 
Uh, so it was a little different for me. And I didn't know who he was. I just called him Uncle Carlos. I had no idea it was a mob. So I didn't find out he was, I didn't know what was going on in my family until I was like 16. And a friend of mine had a picture. I had an album I brought to school with me to show, you know, just some shots of the family getting together. And then I didn't realize at the time it was my dad. Carlos Marcella, the governor of Louisiana, the lieutenant the governor of Louisiana, and the head of the state police all have a dinner at our house. And I was wow. like, oh, sh-. and I didn't know who they were. I mean, really, I didn't. I had no clue. These were just people I seen like any other family members. I just seen them from time to time at barbecues and, oh, we go over to their house. Like Carlos had a house on airline. I go hang out with his grandsons and his kids and all from time. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have any clue. Uh, you know, I was yeah. just a dumbass, and and now I know. I mean, now I know what I was in, but back then I didn't know. I should have known. You know, there was times like um, Joe Marcella, the youngest brother. He owned this boat place where you could go rent boats to go fishing, right? And mm-hmm. uh, when you walked into his office, the whole back wall slid, and behind it was a casino, and uh, and they had actually had a place for the kids to go play. That was cool as yeah. hell. Yeah, it was oh, yeah, it was, got, it was, got, it was yeah. crazy setup. You got to throw the kids in there to kind of camouflage stuff, you know. You know, I mean, but, they know, just, I, I, they just, I, I, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, man. Um, you know, I mean, uh, those were the those were the good old days, and and I tell you, you know, I mean, uh, um, real quick, and then I'll, I'll we'll talk about that teaser thing. We're talking about how once you're in, that's it. You know, um, Tony Bennett was was discovered and and it was it was the mob that got him where he was at but he he wanted out and he bought his way he bought his way out in the music world by the by the mob you know he bought his way out but you know it's you know once you're in you know like you said you yeah, know you're in life that's it you know you're, you're pretty much um, in for life there are yeah. ways out that don't involve a, uh, <laughs> a box exactly. but now, not now, many. Now, now, now my grandfather was born in Naples and all the family moved to Jersey. So they're all Jersey, Jersey people. Like, you know, my father used to hang out with Joe Pesci when Joe Pesci was a barber and then he became a musician. And that was in the 60s. My father had met him and, uh, you know, and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, Italians, we got a lot, we got a lot of, uh, we're very talented. Yeah, there's a lot of talented people in, in the Italian world. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. A lot but, of evil uh, bastards too, but still, we got to love them all. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a little bit of everything, but you know, there's you know, there's good people and there's bad people anywhere you go. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shut up now. Go ahead, Joe. Well, no, no, but, but I mean, there are there are you know, anytime you're in the world, you know, it was funny. Like I was telling you, I was telling you about. The, uh, oh, sorry, hold on, let me put this on pause. I was telling you about when I go in and do collections. This was so funny to me. I, mean, I was, I was twenty. I was out of the military, so I was twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, somewhere around there. I remember we walking this club, this club in Laplace. We walk in the door. <clears throat> They're like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing, Mr. Bay? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, let me get you something to eat. Let me get you a drink. You know, the jacuzzi's running back. The girl's back there if you want to go hang out. I mean, they treated this dude like he was God. And that's how scared they were of him. And uh, anywhere we went, that's how it was. I mean, they, were, they weren't per se scared of him as they were the people he worked for. And um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he would go in. They'd have the musicians in there. He'd go hang out with them and talk with them and I got to meet a lot of musicians firsthand. You know, I remember when I got to meet the Blues Brothers and stuff. It was because a lot, a lot of musicians somehow find themselves tied in with mobsters. And either either because they're liked by them and they like the music or they're being funded or sponsored by them. You know, one or the other. But it's, it's, it does seem it was a very interesting thing to watch 
uh, when I used to go out with this guy and uh, he was, we'd go, we'd hit 20, 30 clubs a day and they would pay their wow. dues and you'd come back the next month and they'd pay him again. I'm like, dude, somebody's gonna put a bullet in your head one day. He said, not my head. <laughs> he said, they can't get to the boss. Wow. I was like, Oh my God. But you know, there'd be days you'd have 50, 80, a hundred grand in his glove boxes riding around town. I'm thinking, Lord, if we get stopped, we're all going to jail, baby. Uh, so wow. it, was, it was just, it was, you know, it's just part of life though. It was this part of it, but we got a teaser coming up right here. I'm going to let, I'm going to let Giovanni set it up. So set it up before I play it. It's already, oh, let me get it in the queue while you're talking. Tell them what, yeah. tell them what just they're going to hear. Well, well, okay. well, basically this is, uh, yeah, this is, um, this is a teaser of an upcoming project called I am Johnny Stark, which is about my father and his the life and times of his, of his uh, you know, uh, life. Uh, this is, you know, more for the, you know, for fans and stuff. There will be a, eventually soon, there'll be, you know, there'll be a official one, but uh, this is, you know, this is the start. They, uh, let's see. So hang on guys, this should kick in right now. So let me hit the button. Somebody once said to me, Johnny, one day you're going to be a big star. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. This is K-R-O-L, Radio Hollywood, California. It's a beautiful, sunny day out here, and we got a great song for you by a new artist. Ladies and gentlemen, I can introduce you to a new, talented artist, Mr. Johnny Stark, with his hit record that just came out a couple days ago. It's called Rockin' Bell. This is Danny J. We got a new talent coming on stage, and his name is Johnny Stark. He's going to sing his hit record called Rockin' Billy. This is Big J from KKNV Radio Los Angeles. We got a new hot record song that's called Driving Me Out of My Mind by Mr. Johnny Stark. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Johnny Stark. Somebody once said to me, Johnny, one day you're going to be a big star. Well, that time is now. I've been getting paid $1,000 a month. Oh. Sorry about the $1,000 a month commercial there, guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's uh so yeah see that's a good one man that's a good good thing so what are you putting together here? Well, uh, basically, um, um, we're doing uh, we're, we're going to do a movie about my dad um, uh, from from the beginning you know, early, you know the humble beginnings in, into going up from the childhood and, and into you know um, into his adulthood and later on it's all acceleration of his life through music and. And his experiences, you know, he he uh, he, he wasn't a, he wasn't what is known as like you know an overnight thing. But he 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 moved into Hollywood in the fifties. He he had started uh, he'd signed his first contract when he was uh, when he was nineteen years old with a record company called Crystalette Records. And he and, and with that, you know, he he did he went on tour with Connie Francis and Frankie Avalon. And did the Louisiana Hayride. He went to the, he was on the uh, at the Apollo. He was on. Uh, you know stuff like that, and and then he just kind of ventured off. And then, but my father's life, my father had an up and down life, you know. And that's a, it's a very interesting topic. Um, you know, it wasn't a, you know one of those uh, you know perfect life like Elvis had. I mean, Elvis went through his own stuff as well, but this movie has a lot of heartfelt you know uh, stuff in it, though. And I think it's going to be a, a great um, thing. And I've spoken with people I'm working with on this project, and and uh, the ball. 
has begun to roll on this thing. And I wanted to come on your show to talk about it and how listeners can, can come on in. And if they, they feel they want to they want involved somehow or another, you know, they can always reach out to me. There will be eventually a crowdfunding um, link, but they can reach out to me and, 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 and then I'll keep them in, I'll keep them you know, posted about when that's going to happen. If they want to contribute something, are there going to be gifts involved? There's going to be some memorabilia stuff and it's going to be, it's going to be great. You know, that sounds like it is, you know, how long, how long you think we, I know it's going to be a while. I mean, none of this stuff ever, ever goes together real fast, but, uh, well, I'll tell you, um, it really has not We're, I'd like to say it'd be filmed sometime this year. That would be nice. You know, we don't know. I mean, it, it just depends on how everything happens. Yeah. And, and we're trying to go after a particular actor to play my dad. And uh, that actor's name is Oscar Isaac. Um, and if you don't know who Oscar Isaac is, uh, go on Disney Plus and watch a series called Moon Knight. Or he was in Star Wars and a bunch of other movies. So he would be the best fit to play my dad. And so, you know, but it's... I it's, know his it's, name, that's for be, sure. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they look almost uncanny, the two actors and stuff. So, um, but, you know, I mean, uh, I and I got excited to see and hear from you how much your radio show has grown. Yeah. Wait, you say know, that again. And, you broke and, up right as you said that last part. Say that again. I mean, I got really excited to know that your radio station is really growing in, in listenership and viewership. It's all over the damn place right now. It's uh, And like I said, pretty soon, you know, right now, I mean, you know, this show's not live on Roku tonight. They will be starting next week and catch us live on Roku, but this show will be up on Roku tomorrow. Uh, so people can watch it on television. They can sit back and check us out and stuff like that. So one of the nice things is when we add in, you know, things into the system, they get to see that as well, you know, and they can click everything on full screen and watch it. It's just, it's a nicer way of doing that. And, and Blake, it was an awesome meeting. That's all I can tell you. I'm lucky. I even remembered that it was so much. Well, there's just, there was just a lot so, of so you're, drugs and alcohol. That's all I can tell you. There's lots of oh. So, so this, 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 uh, so this, this program we're doing now is on FM now, or is this where are we at right now? This, this thing we're doing. We're everywhere. We're on FM, so and this. People, uh, well, the time so slot you're in right now is right. usually. Yeah, the time slot you're in right now is usually UFO on the covers. Uh, it goes to every country in the world. There's no way it doesn't go. But it's also 22 years old. I mean, it goes to places like Venezuela and North Korea and places right. like that. It goes all around where it goes all over China. The network's been broadcasting in China since. Um, since um really? hong kong was given back to china yeah well i had a i was given a radio station in hong kong um and i was part of pioneer radio and they gave it to me when they decided to they just decided to retire and that right. that when hong kong went back to china the station was there so they didn't say anything so i get a letter this six and nine months after mm -hmm. they took hong kong back and i got a letter asked me if i'd be willing to talk mm -hmm. to them about letting the station go into, you know, the rest of China. And I was like, sure. And I got on the phone with the gentleman, yeah. some better English than I did. And he basically said, look, if, if you cannot talk about Xi Jinping, uh, we don't have a problem. Right. And, and he said, we could talk about anything else we wanted. And he, they didn't care. And so we've been there since that. So that's more than a decade now. And I so said, we're all over there. We're in Russia. We actually had a big audience in Russia until the war started. And it's not because they, they're not listening to us. It's because they can't get us. 
Uh, we had a pretty decent, we, you know, like I said, it's funny when we bring up uh, North Korea, we got like 10 listeners in North Korea, but the thing about it is, is, you know, it's got to be somebody in the upper echelon because you can't get internet anywhere else. You got to be in a top 2% of their country to even have internet. Uh, so it's interesting that they're listening to us, especially listening to an American show out of America. Yeah. You got to be somebody cause you just, just, you know, that's yeah. you get your head lopped off or shit like that. So, uh, I find it yeah, interesting, so, uh, yeah, and, you know, and in Europe, we've been in for a long, long time and we're in Europe all over. And what cracks me up is how many people stay up to, to two o'clock in the morning to listen to this show in its entirety. Uh, they don't have to, but they do. And then, um, the, the Friday night shows are later, so they don't listen because it, they don't, you know, it's like five o'clock in the morning over there, but it's, mm-hmm. um, this particular show has been on the air, uh, 20, the slots been here for 22 years. And uh, wow. they listen to us all the time. And like I said, it's it's uh, midnight. We we start airing at midnight there till two a.m. And people listen and stay. It's a, it's their version of Coast to Coast. We've been over there a long time, and, uh, and we had a lot of wow. listeners over there and they enjoy listening to us. And we're all over Europe, though. And and then, of course, it's simulcast. Generally, uh, this show or the other show will do a half a million to a million just in archive plays. Uh, so and that's all over the place. Well, and, I, I, you know, I tell you. Man, um, I'm having a great time talking with you, and I mean, we probably have a, about uh, we probably have a gazillion people listening to us right now. I'm sure, right? Yeah. Oh, I'll know after. Well, I can't reach the other computer to turn it on, but uh, it's it's. I set it up earlier, so what it does is each server pops on. We, and the bad part about this is, or the good part, however you want to look at it, we only count our 14 largest servers. There's over. I think this. I think we reach 150. It varies on what we're doing, but anywhere from 150 to 220 servers around the world that carry us. Wow. And each some of them servers represent big areas. Uh, you know, wow. you can listen, if you're in Saudi Arabia right now, guess what? You could listen to us. Using We got Tyran in Iran. Look, you, you can listen to us there. Even with all this violence going on, we got over 36,000 followers there. Um, That's a lot. That's a Israel, lot. We, got, I, we, got, I we got people all over the place. It's just we do different radio and there's a lot of different things on the network to listen to. So, and, well, I'll tell you this though, you know, I mean, um, uh, you know, uh, when, when, when you, when you spoke to me and said, you want to come on, you know, I was very, uh, I was definitely looking forward to coming on your show to, to talk about, you know, um, about my dad's upcoming project and stuff. You know, like I said, um, the ball is in motion now, and uh, we're, we're we're I'm dealing with heavy hitters here, and, I'm, and this movie is going to be a much larger uh, larger um, kind of a spectrum than I th- thought it was, and I thought it was going to be, you know, but it's it's going to be a big deal, and, and and you know, there's all these movies coming out now about that they did a Whitney Hughes movie, which unfortunately bombed the box office. They did the, they did the James Brown movie, and they did the Elvis movie, so now it's my father's turn now. You know, yeah, yeah well, that, they, they're and, kind of and, like and, Buddy Holly and all them. Those are all things that, oh, yeah. and right now, which will do good. Yeah, and, and I was talking with my people, and they said, We, we, we got to get people like Frankie Avalon, Fabian, Frankie Valley in, in the movie, not to play themselves because they're older, but put them in the movie, you know, because people like them too and stuff. But, you know, um, like I said, um, you know, uh, people can reach out. I, I don't know if I gave you my Facebook link where people can reach out to me. I, I, if they, I, they look under Giovanni Stico. I don't know if you would you be able to put that link up on uh, where they can reach out to me. Uh, uh, actually, you should be able to type it in. Uh, 
If you look to the right, there should be a little comment box you can type in. Oh, okay. Um, and, and it'll go out to, to all of the servers right there. Let, let, let me – sorry, do, do I click on the chat button? Yeah, just click it on and just make sure you're in, it's in public, not in private, and just go ahead. Even if it's in private, uh, it's, I can, it's, I can it's, it's, it. It's, it's, it says here, chat with everyone. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, let me – I'm just putting you on the pause thing here real quick here while I go in. And um, I'm, I'm going to get it for you right now um, so that everybody can reach out. Can you see me or am I in the blank at the moment? No, you're in the blank, but you're okay. While he's over there stripping for whoever he's stripping for, I'll be talking to y'all. I, 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 you know I, that's I, what I, he's I'm a, a Chippendale, right? I'm a, I'm a cam person. I, I do stripping on the side. That's right. He's, yeah. he's, he's stripping on the side. Y'all just y'all ladies just, you know, oh, no, it's nine ninety nine a minute, ladies. And I get half, so just go ahead and send exactly, it in there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Send yeah, it in there. No, 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 no. Let's see. Let me see if I find it. Oh, yeah, there it is. So let me let me re do it this way. Come here, copy. Copy. Go back over here. Go back over here. Click on that. And bam, wham. Thank you, ma'am. So now it, there it goes. Yeah. So now it should be on all of our Facebook and YouTube pages. So you can stop on any one, ladies and gentlemen. Just click on it. Later on, when this goes to Roku, we will put it. Oh, you know what? I'm glad you, we said that. So let's do that right now. Let's go up here. To, oh, yeah, you, you, uh, Joe, Joe, you got my, you got my Facebook link. Wait, hold on. Let's put this in right here oh. so they can see this. This will be in the archive. Let's hit save okay. and then let's hit ticker. So look down at the bottom. You should see your your name going by along with your Facebook link on the bottom of this picture. It should be clicking yeah, by. There's I, a ticker I, I, going I, I, by. Yeah, and as far as my Instagram, is, I think if you just type in the Giovanni, so. Uh, on Instagram, you'll see the same picture of me as you do in yeah. Facebook, you know. Well, what and, you need uh, to do I, is I you need to do like I do. My Instagram and Facebooks are tied together. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Matter of fact, I actually I post, got four of them tied together. It's weird. Yeah, I actually, um, I, I, when I, whenever I do, when I post something on Facebook, it automatically goes to my Instagram. So, so I think if they type in the Giovanni Stico, um, I think it's a Giovanni. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever's there. Um, I'm not sure how to work that. I'm not sure how to get the link for Instagram, but you know, they can always, like I said, they can always go on, on Facebook. Now, how do I get out of here? I'm just going to click on the X, X thing here. Okay. There I am again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but, um, but um, yeah. Well, no, you can't click. Whoever just typed me that. No, you can't click the link on the screen. You can click the link I put up. So if you're okay. watching us via any of those, you can't click the one that's moving by. But we just popped up one that went out to all of our Facebook and YouTube pages, so you can click on those. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think uh, I think you can also probably, um, and you also put that. I think you put that link up there to watch the Johnny Stark uh, teaser. Yeah, and then uh, well, we're actually going to put the teaser in there in a minute. Right now, we got your Facebook oh, okay. in there, but later on, I'm going to put the teaser link in there with it. Uh, that's, so, that's and great. I got an interview of his queued up. How long is this interview? Let's take a look and see. How long uh, well, this that, that 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 interview I did with my father was 13 minutes long. I don't. Did I give you a link for my father's interview? I did. Uh, yeah, I got him. one right here. I'm looking at it. Yeah, it says Johnny Stark rare interview. Uh, let yeah, me see what else. Because yeah. you sent me a couple of things in here. Let, let me. That's a. Sure. Well, let me okay. open my email back up. So what's this down okay. here? Oh wait, this is a song. Wait, is, what kind of song is this? Open new tab. What? Sorry, man. Is it is it is it the song Rockin' Billy? Yep, that's it. Oh, that we're gonna was, have to play was, this. Was, yeah, please play it. I would love. To okay, we're gonna play this. Okay, Giovanni, watch the screen. Hold on. Let, while we're talking, let me make sure this is, because like I said, sometimes. 
uh, this yeah. thing doesn't like to um, pick up on. I might have to change. Yes, I am. Damn it. It doesn't like um, Microsoft for some reason. I don't know what that is, but it just doesn't like Microsoft. So let's get that out the way. Let's pull up Google. People, I got so much crap in my computer. Most of y'all wouldn't. If y'all seen my screens, most people would go running home crying. They'd never get on a computer again. <laughs> They'd be like, Jesus, what is this idiot doing? I mean, people, I don't think y'all understand what the kind of crap. At any one given time, I'm not kidding yet. At any one given time, there will be no less than 10 or 15 windows open. On show nights, it could be up to 40 or 50. Uh, you got to really know what you're doing to, to, to deal with that kind of stuff. But anyway, let me bring this up right quick. Let's get this piece of advertisement out the way. Put that like so. I'm going to bring this up and share this right quick. There we are. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Dun, 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 dun. Johnny Stark, Rockabilly, 1957. Away we go. King. Rock and Billy, he can really swing All the women play when he's in town Rock and Billy never lets him down Rock and Billy on a Saturday night Rock and Billy gonna rock all night Shake and Billy with all your might Oh, yeah, shake and rock and roll it with a broad daylight Rock and Billy, rock and Billy king Rock and Billy, he can really sing one move and you can hear them scream He's the answer to a teenage dream Well Rock and Billy, rock a Billy King. Rock and Billy, he can really swing. All the women think when he's in town. Rock and Billy never lets him down. Yeah, rock and Billy, rock a Billy King. Rock and Billy, he can really swing. All the women think when he's in town. Rock and Billy never lets him down. Rock and Billy, rock and roll them hard. Swing it, Billy, you can hear them sigh. Shake it, Billy, make them tap their feet. Rock and roll it with a rocker, Billy, beware. Rock and Billy, rock a Billy King. Rock and Billy, he can really sing. One move and you can hear them scream. He's the answer to a teenage dream. A rock and Billy. A rock and Billy. A rock and Billy. Well, see, I could have got up and danced to that, man. That, that's that's dancing. Well, I, 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 yeah. I, got, I, got, I got news for you and I got news for people. Now, the background singers, they're, they're, the background singers, name, it was, the band was called Four Winds. And the key singer in the background, singing in the background, is... Gordon Lightfoot. Really? I didn't even notice. Gordon Lightfoot, um, you know, as we all know, the famous Canadian singer who did all those songs, If You Could Read My Mind. And he had a he moved out from Canada out to L.A. And um, he was doing sessions with all these different um, up and coming singers. And they would be hired to do the like the backgrounds of the doo wop stuff, whatever it was, though. And Gordon Lightfoot had a band called uh, the, the Four Winds or whatever it was. I just found that out. So 
Gordon Lightfoot had done a few uh, recordings with my father as background, and also Elvis Presley, the singer, uh, Kathy Westmoreland did some stuff with my father, and also um, Dodie Stevens, which was on the Dot record label, who did also music in the background. She had a famous song called uh, Pink Shoelaces back in the 50s. So my father was, uh, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was doing some big stuff. Yeah, well, it's good. It's a good, and he's got a good beat. I mean, it, it fits in nice with the ear. I mean, uh, you know, he there was just there was just it's a nice you know it's a nice comfortable beat going through there. And I like uh, I like the music because um, you know one of the first things I ever learned how to dance was swing, and that's um, oh, yeah, yeah. not actually yeah. swing, but I mean it, you can dance to it the same way. And uh, well, no guys, that, that's that's certain. There was a there was a music that was coming out of the mid fifties on up, maybe even a little earlier than that. And what he's mm-hmm. what he's what he's talking about his dad here is is the same type of music and it was just good music and there was a lot of it. Those are good. It was really clean stuff. And but it there was. was one thing I have to uh, one thing I have to say about my dad. My dad didn't stick into one um, decade. And went into the sixties. A lot of singers they couldn't they couldn't get into it because they just didn't have that voice. But see, my father studied opera as a child which enabled him to hit those high C notes. So when he started saying hard rock, now I don't know if you want to do this, because this movie is about my father from the 50s to the 60s, 70s. If you wanted to, I don't know if you wanted to, if you wanted to play one more song and you'll see what I'm talking about. If you type in, now he went under different names. He went under Johnny Apollo was his second stage name that he went under. But there's a song called Am I Wasting My Time? If you wanted to play it for, for the audience, let me let me see if it's which which am I on the right one? Hold on, let me see where I'm at here. Uh, no, I'm not there. I'm not there. I guess I'm gonna have to do it from over here then. Sure. sure. Uh, okay. What? Well, hold on. What was the name of the song again? Uh, it's Johnny Apollo, and the song okay. is called "Am I Wasting My Time." I know that name, Johnny Apollo. Johnny Apollo. Yeah. Yeah, am I wasting my time? Let's see. That finger is here, people. Uh, let's see. Get oh, come on! I got to stretch the screen out. Apparently, this thing's being a pain in the ass. Uh, okay, hit search Rooney. Search Rooney. That's uh. Wait, is this it? Hold on, I don't know if I got the right one or not. Let me see. Johnny Apollo. Uh, it, it should have a thing called Happy Loving Time. It's a cover of an album. Oh, yeah, I got the right one then, yeah. Well, I was just looking yeah. around because, uh, so let me grab this right quick and we will switch it. And this this will show his range of, of doubt that he didn't stick with the same voice years later. It just got better and better and better. That's, uh, you know, okay, that's... Uh, all right, stop that. Okay, hold on, guys. Sure. Right, we're gonna put that right there. Well, we just gotta switch it over to Google. That's all. For okay. some reason, it doesn't. Uh, I don't. And, uh, my father, my father actually wrote that song. That was he wrote that, and that was distributed by a company called yeah, um, Ace Records. Ace Records, which is the same company that uh, Gary Paxson, who wrote the Monster Mash, was on that same label. Okay. Okay, we're gonna cue this up in just a second. 
Uh, what is that? Jimmy Lee, Jimmy Lee, Jimmy Lee. So your daddy was in that kind of music game and you, Jimmy Lee. I can already tell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm man. You. I said, yeah, you yeah. know, you, you got two first names, man. Come on. You can go Lee. Well, hey, man, you, you know, he just he, he wanted to get into everything, man, you know? Let's see. Hold on here. Share the screen and find a Chrome. Share the screen. And there we go. Bum, 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 bum. Yes, we're going to cue this up, ladies and gentlemen. So hang out. It's uh, about two and a half minutes long. And uh, we'll be back after that. So stay tuned. Whoops. Fat fingeritis again. Sorry, guys. I had to get a drink. All this other stuff, these damn commercials. See, they're trying to get that little five cents in there and, and make their money. <laughs> See, I, I recognize the song. I knew I recognized Johnny Pot. You know, come to think about it, he kind of sounds like a cross between the animals and Credence. It's weird. Only in the beginning, though, in the beginning, I had a, there was something with the song that gave me a, a Credence Clearwater. But then once he started singing, singing, he sounded more like Eric Burden and the animals. Uh, so, um, and then well, I'm, I'm, I get a little crossover yeah. into something a little deeper than that, or I, wait, deeper is not the right word. A little harder than that might be a better way of saying that. Uh, yeah, I grew up on all that. Well, I'm, I'm, it's funny. It's really funny that you should mention that. I'm going to tell you a quick little story. Um, um, 
there were a couple bands that wanted to hire my father, but for some reason he didn't, whatever. One of them was uh, the Rascals. Are you familiar with the Rascals? Yeah, I'm familiar with the Rascals, yeah. Yeah, and, and also um, Robert Clayton Thomas wanted to quit the band with blood, blood sweat, and tears. My dad came, my dad was going to, was going to take over. And then Robert Clayton Thomas had heard the rumor about my father and heard, heard my dad say, oh shit, I better run back because this guy's going to take my job. And my father, as he got more experience in music, his voice just accelerated into like, this man could sing anything. He sang country western, he sang pop, he sang everything. Oh, good my father was yeah. very round. He was very round in his, he could, the man could sing anything. I mean, he was, my, my dad was great. I mean, and you saw how you went from like rock and Billy to well, that, that, classic rock, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. And I imagine, you know, a good singer, a really good singer, I should say, because if you go, this is an easy one for y'all, ladies and gentlemen, because y'all know who the Stones are. So if you listen to the Stones way back when, before they were famous, and listen to some of the early music, you're going to hear a different type of music than what you grew up with on the Stones. And even while you were growing up with Stones the entire time, their music was changing. It went from one type, and the same thing with the Beatles. They started out with this bubblegum, yappy, cappy kind of music and went into some mellow kind of thing and then out into something else. Then they went into some psychedelic thing. I mean, it just got a little weird there for a while. And the Beatles are technically before my time. I mean, I'm a little younger than that, but uh, still, you know, you're in your thirties, Joe. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry. I wish if I was in my thirties, we'd all be millionaires by now. It's uh, uh, I, yeah, uh, John, I'll tell you John, though, my, my, that was the thing I meant, you know, is that bands had to keep reinventing themselves, though, because, you know, I mean, every 10 years, music was, was changing. It, 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 it went from the very, you see, when my dad came out to Hollywood, he was like a very innocent guy, sweet guy. He was from Jersey, and then he started getting a whiff of what it was like in Hollywood, and the times changed, and he went with the, he went with the times. I mean, to where he became like a wild man. I mean, guy was, was I mean, he was doing constant recording. He was pushing the he was pushing the limits. He was doing hard rock. He was working on the Sunset Strip. He was doing records. I mean, I mean, what a, what a great what a what a great life my my father has had. And, and, and you know, and I've always appreciated great things. And the Stones, what a, I would say they were. Everybody says that the Stones were like number two of the greatest bands of all time. Do you do you believe that the Beatles want number one? I go back and forth with this. Well, no, because there's some other groups in there I might actually put in with the with those too. So I like the yeah. Beatles. I think the Beatles were damn. I think the Beatles played the wave. But let's be honest. Without Elvis, there wouldn't have been no Beatles people. Let's just be honest about that. See, you forget uh-huh. there was a progression here. Elvis was really the guy who brought rock and roll to be. Whether you like it or not, he was the guy who brought it in. The Beatles followed him by over a decade later. He was a guy up there yeah. shaking his pelvis and acting like an animal. That was not acceptable when he was singing. Uh, he, no, he opened because, that yeah. door for for both the Stones and the Beatles. But and then I think the Beatles opened the door for the Stones. And let's just be honest; it, there seems to be a progression mm-hmm. that yeah. may have gone too far. Now uh, it may have it may have gone too far because now it, it's gone past the point of let's make music. Let's just make a lot of noise with a lot of flashy lights and a lot of naked women. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's not music, people. That's that's just you know, just noise. Um, yeah, and, and some of it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are songs I like that were that come out in 2022 and 2020, 20, 
all the way through. And somebody asked me the other day if I like the Jonas Brothers. I do like one or two songs they sing. I could probably go through a lot of just everyday music musicians. Yeah, I like a song here, mm-hmm. song there, song here, song there. It's like it's like the animals. Right. What got me to like them was House of the Rising Sun, and then I've actually heard better versions of that since they sung yeah. it. And um, right. you know, there's some women who have just blown it out of the thing. There was a ten year old girl like that made me cry. I was like, Jesus. And uh, and I then know. the girl who sings it in the blues, uh, she does a really good job with it. Uh, Linda Reinhardt or something. She does. I mean, it's just so yeah. it, it, so. There's this this movement forward until you get to a point where how do you go any further? How do you top the guy mm-hmm. before you? I mean, I mean, there's some pretty big yeah. names we're talking about here. How do you top the Beatles? How do you top the Stones? You know, Aerosmith sure gave it a run for their money, even though uh, they yeah. didn't ever do it, never did it, but they did give them a run for their money. And there was other groups yeah. out there, Foreigner and Journey, who really, you know, were just entirely different music, but they gave them a run for greatness too. Even they didn't do it. I mean, look, the hard thing about the Stones is, is Mick Jagger still singing. He's 75 years old and he's still up on stage singing. I, was I, mean, I, I, saw, I saw him on stage, man. The guy was running on the stage like he's 18 years old. He look, yeah, I know he's insane. I don't know how he does I mean, it. He's, he, he is, he's going to be 80 years old this year. Yeah, and he's he's insane. He, but he always said he was going to die right. You know, and I was listening to an interview of his when he said, uh, matter of fact, it's in a, it's in what's one of what's his name songs, but he's uh, the one uh, dance like uh, Mick Jagger. A dance, I can't remember mm-hmm. the singer song, but it's in there one of the interviews, and he's talking. About, he said, "How long? He's how long? Y'all think y'all going to do this?" And he said, I don't know, a year or two longer. He said, we've only been doing it like a year, maybe two years. <laughs> I mean, he didn't think they were going anywhere. And this guy's got gold records that he could do a whole damn freaking room with. Um, and then the Beatles are, are legendary for the kind of music they did. I mean, it's hard to top them in, in what they did. And not just that, they did movies along with it. So, I mean, it's, it's hard, well, you know. It's hard. That, that's true. It, it, but it's it not a fair true. comparison because it's different kind of musics, really. It, it yeah. is, but you know something. Though people keep coming back, you know what the old saying goes. You know, like you know, uh, you know, as, you know, history repeats itself. People are going backwards instead of forwards with the music because they realize it was so. It was it was a great time, and I got news for you though. Like, um, you know, I mean, uh, getting back to my dad though, my dad used to always tell me. He says, I said, Dad, how much longer are you planning on singing? He says, I'm going to sing until I die. Yeah, that's okay. the way it should be. And and my and and the thing of it is that, you know, I mean. Um, my, my, uh, a friend of mine once told me, he said, um, uh, 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 fame does not defy talent. Talent defies fame. Okay? So just because you're famous doesn't mean you're any good. No. Uh, my father. There's lots had, of crappy people you know, out there. Oh, there is. There is. You know, I mean, big boobs. And, and they, yeah, they, they get in for all the wrong things, but, you know. You know, uh, 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 fame has nothing to do with talent at times. It really doesn't. I've seen so many people like, how did you, how did you make it? Because they got the connections. They got the connections. And now we have things, well, social media, you know. It's, it's funny how many people are born into this field. But you know what's funny? Lately, I've actually seen, some, now this is not in music. This is in TV and, and, and movies. But I've actually seen some children come out and be as good as their parents or if not better. So I've been surprised by that because usually they turn out to be little shitheads that have no talent. They're, they're living yeah. off of mom and dad's money. It's, they're just, just waste case. Um, but you know, too, I was thinking when I was listening to your dad, thinking, it got me thinking about Julio Iglesias and, uh, and uh, Enrico Iglesias. 
these are two guys who are giving the world a run for their money. And it's amazing to see a father and son that can sing like that. Um, I mean, Julio, he used, I never understood either. I went to a concert with some, with some, and I was a little younger for this. I was probably about nine at the time, 10. And uh, it was a concert. First off, there was only like three guys there besides me. And he got to sing, and these women were passing out. He wasn't even speaking English, people. He <laughs> just passing out. I was like, I can't take I'm this, man. You, it was cra- cra- crazy. You know, you know, the one thing about some of these singers, you know, even even with my dad, my father had stage presence. He had sex appeal. I mean, women were going crazy for my father That's because, you know, somebody once, once asked this question and the, the right answer back. I said, who do you think? are more desirable a singer or an actor and they said a singer because a singer gets oh, yeah. inside of you and 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 you could follow that singer just because of the of the lyrics there's something magical when they sing there's vibrations in the music that touches your mind yeah, and the singing is mind really body. acting is exactly what it is acting singing when you're on that stage singing you're singing and you're singing to that audience whether you're singing to that individual person or not it doesn't matter you're singing to that audience Oh no, guys! I've I've been on stage several times. Now, I can't sing to save my own ass. But when I'm doing lectures, I'm lecturing for the audience. I'm not up there for myself. I'm up there for them. And I will single out people in yeah. the audience to drive the point home. Um, well, yeah. I'll have to tell you that when it's not for tonight. That's stuff we do when we're helping train people when they got to get on stage. And because it's not stage fright's right. a real thing. I've never personally experienced it, and I've been on some pretty big stages. But it's um, it can be overwhelming when you're just standing in and the, the cheering is so it just makes you death yeah not me i've been in lots of places with lots of famous people <laughs> i was on stage yeah. and we're not gonna get in it tonight but uh I, you know i've always been a big music fan I, you know um i've been real lucky uh because of the way i grew up i had access to a lot of music that people would not necessarily see and new orleans is a weird city and the fact mm-hmm. that a lot of artists come down here to relax main reason yeah. why is New Orleanians don't go around saying, can you sign my autograph? It's just not what they do. They usually won't even try to sneak a picture. You can tell it. That's how you tell a tourist from somebody local. If they see somebody famous, they just go home. Guess who I saw today in the French Quarter? But that's the end of it. They don't Because they know why they're there. Unless it's for a concert, it's different. But, I mean, if they're just there. And there's a little club called The Dungeon. The Dungeon's an interesting place. It's a little tiny bar. I mean, itty bitty tiny little thing. And it's got an upstairs in it. And then upstairs is a private bar behind it and all. And a lot of famous people would come up there and just hang out for whatever reasons. I'm not saying what they were doing up there because I have no idea. Yeah, I've been there a few times. But still, I don't have know what they were doing. And I got to plead the fifth on this one, people. And um, But it's a very cozy place. And they would come there and they would relax and drink and have a good time. And then these guys would show them where to go around, you know, and, and stay out of trouble. And then they'd go over like Pato's. And Pato's is like six bars in one. And they got the outside right. fighter. But they would cordon off sections for them. And they would, they would just become nobody. They'd be eating dinner. Nobody. I still remember several different famous people said they kind of felt funny because nobody was bothering. Nick Cage said I had to move out of New Orleans because nobody wanted my autograph. I felt like nobody was watching me on TV anymore. <laughs> I was like, right, he's right. like, that in his house was haunted, you know. That was that was two reasons ago, but he's not the only one. Andrew Jolique said she used to get no makeup on, short, you know, um, those tight things on, and go jogging with her kids, and nobody even look at her. She said a couple of times on television, she said, 
I must have become ugly. <laughs> and what's his name? Oh, man, let's start laughing. No, baby, you're still sexy. He said they didn't bother him. Even when he was doing Habitat for Life, rebuilding homes down here, nobody would ask him for an autograph. Not even the people working with him. It's just, it's not who we are as a city. There's a lot of singers, a lot of famous people come out of the cities and around the city. So to us, it's just part of everyday life. It's the way, it's really the way Hollywood should be, but it's just not. Um, they're just junkies or something. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, there, 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 some place, there, yeah, there are some places where celebrities can go and they really don't bother. And one of them, which Elvis loved a lot, uh, Elvis used to like to hang out with Tom Jones and they used to, Elvis used to rent a place in Hawaii and it didn't bother him there. He, Elvis felt very cool there. Yeah. And, well, I know and he, he used to go hang out in Tupelo too. He, 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 yeah, he'd I mean, go he, home from he, time he was, to time. Yeah, he was, he, he, he was a Southern boy and, he, and Elvis, you know, you know, he was just a good guy. And he was just, he, you know, he was very respectful. He was always, yes, sir. No, sir. And that's something that I think we should take some, some cues from Southern hospitality and Southern uh, kind of, uh, you know, demeanors that, you know, uh, it's very, it's a, it's a very good thing of Southern hospitality and the way they talk is yes, sir. No, sir. Out they here in the they West. Open, they you know, open doors and close doors. No, I mean, the only people that say yes or no, sir, are people that are in the military. That's it. Uh, Jeannie, to answer your question, it was uh, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, and I can't remember the pastor's name. He is extremely famous. He has one of these big, huge followings. Uh, he's been in trouble once or twice, but the three of them were cousins or something, and they used to go yeah. jam out in Tupelo. And uh, what's his name would get the, the flock together and them two would sing and entertain and they'd preach and sing and entertain. And that's what they did. Everybody said it was ungodly blast. I never personally, I was too young. Matter of fact, I might not have even been alive when they were doing that, but um, it sounded great the to me. And it, it, you know, and it's just part of it, but that's just part of Mississippi. There's a lot of blues out of Mississippi. Uh, so yeah. there's a lot of blues out of the French quarter and, and a lot of people like to play the blue action. There's some bars in the French quarter that like the, um, uh, what is it? The uh, what do you call uh, when you reach your horse? Uh, um, oh man! Since what happens? You get old people. Your brain goes. Uh, but anyway, there's an old bar. It's, I think it's almost 300 years old, and um, they used to like to go down there and hang out and, and sing. It's just what is it? Oh man! But anyway, and if y'all can find it, it, it just looks like an old collapsing brick house on bourbon street oh yeah this thing looks like it's about to fall on top of your head and kill you it's not but it looks that way you know it's legit old i mean it is it's um you know when the guy who makes horseshoes um whatever they call him and uh he that's that's what it is it's that's what the bar is actually named yeah no shame on me for not remember but you'll you'll if you get to go i mean i mean a place are you mean a place like where the where the horse get their water no, no, this is the, the name of the club is like the, the name of the buildings. It used to be way back, way, way, way back in the beginning. It was where you'd bring your horse to have the shoes put on it. And, uh, oh, oh that's, and, and that's that, what it's been named. It's been named ever since that. And then it came forward. And uh, they said witches yeah, and well, all I, kind of other stuff. It's creepy there. Well, I, I, I'll tell you one thing. That person they, uh, that, that she was mentioning about Elvis's cousin, that was Jimmy Swaggart. Yep, that's him, Jimmy Swagger. That's him. That's son of a no good yeah, they, dog. They were related. Yeah. Well, that's I, I got news work. for you though. Well, Can you imagine no, you being know, with them three? Me. Oh my God, that would be insane. Go ahead. I mean, he's preaching. He's preaching. You know, he's preaching with the girl on his lap. He's uh, he's um, they were something else. As as family, they they were just. And how did they? I mean, who was looking over these three guys? 
I mean, Lord have I don't know, mercy. But, uh, I mean, you, some, some, they must have done some El- good in their last life. Yeah, you talking about Elvis and uh, Jerry Lee Lewis and all? Yeah, and Jimmy Swagger. Swagger. Yeah, yeah. I got news for my my dad. See how that's way before my time. But I will say though that my dad yeah. said that uh, uh, is that um, Jerry Lee Lewis kind of ruined his career because he married his cousin and she was thirteen. Yeah. He was like, yeah. that was not a good move. And, and number two. Um, he had issues with Elvis, and one day Jerry Lee Lewis kind of got through the gates at Graceland and was shooting his gun. He said, "You better get out here, you son of a bitch." They didn't like. He did not like Elvis. They had some issues with each other, but they of were course, family. Elvis, <laughs> they were family, but you don't go in the you don't scream outside of Graceland with the with the goddamn gun and say, "Get your ass out here." You know? In the old crazy. South, you might have. In the old South, you might have got away with that. Today, you wouldn't. Man, Somebody I, come arrest your ass no, today. But, but you, you but, know, I tell you something though. Talking about Elvis really quickly here. In uh, in the night in about 1969 or 1970, uh, my father was invited to a lot of parties. Um, um, you know, including a, a very famous comedian by the name of uh, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, the guy who Dustin Hoffman played his life story, Lenny Bruce. Um, my father was invited to a lot of places. So two times my father, Elvis Presley had, 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 had learned about my father and Elvis wanted to meet my dad on two occasions. See, Elvis had a place up in Beverly Hills and unfortunately my father was not able to go though. And my fa- and Elvis really appreciated my father's music though. And my father to this day, resent- he, he felt so bad that he was not able to meet Elvis. He said, you know what? If I had Elvis, I knew for a fact that we would have been really good friends. Though, so Elvis loved my father's voice. Yeah, Elvis liked cool music. I mean, he got into it because he liked the music. He liked to sing. Absolutely. People absolutely. all forget that. You know, uh, when when you talk to people about it, people forgot how Elvis Elvis liked to sing. That's why he did it. It wasn't no, when I he got into it. It wasn't for fame or fortune. It's because he liked to sing. It's what makes a it's great exactly. football player a great football player because they get into it to play and yeah, not the money. Exactly. And, and that's, what, that's what he got into it for. Later, he got greedy because, yeah. you know. Yeah, life. well, of course. he had. You know, well, this, is, this is what my father said once. He said, you know what? He, and it was a, a very good thing. He said, he said you know what? Um, to get into music for the money is a wrong attitude. It should be about the music, not money. The money is a wrong attitude because you don't sing – because you want money, you want to sing because you love singing. And my father, his head was always in the right place at all times. To have the thought of having money is just a wrong attitude. And when Elvis was done with his shows, for three, four hours after the show, when he was back back at the hotel in Vegas, wherever he was, he was on the piano playing music with Charlie Hodge and, and all his Memphis mafia. That's how much he loved. And he used to do a lot of gospel. Elvis loved gospel. But yeah, because he was raised on one of the things he learned how to sing early on. And there's been a lot of famous singers come out of, you know, singing gospel. So, because that's, that's, a, that's some of them notes are pretty hard to hold. That's why. Uh, I, I, I agree with, I agree with you. And, you know, and, uh, something, something magical about, and a lot of people didn't like Elvis when he came out. They, 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 they didn't like his, that's his shaking. They, 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 they said, uh, you know, they said, colored music and why are you shaking like that and they didn't like it but elvis didn't care you know he did what he had to do you know and then, he did and, and he um, enjoyed it and, and he liked it and him, then he went and served for his, his country and came back i mean that's not even something you even hear about anymore uh but you know I mean, do you, do you, let me ask you let me ask you a question do you think the uh, whole going in the service was a, was a publicity 
or do you think he they really wanted him? I don't, you know, he's just a southern, just a downhill southern boy, even without his singing. So he'd have made a good soldier, regardless. But uh, for them, but then, but then I thought, I actually thought the first time I heard this was for publicity. But when I publicity, but when I went back and looked at the era, they didn't use it much. The army didn't really use it. And I was kind of like, wait, you got a fantastic singer at the height of his career. You just janked him out and put him in the army and you're not going to use it. I would have thought at very least that it had him singing all over the place. You know, it just, it just yeah, seemed, yeah. it just seemed like they blew a good thing that they had. Or, or I don't know. The whole thing just felt weird to me. I did in the beginning. Though, I thought it was a media stunt and to get people to join the military. But uh, they weren't having problems with people joining back then. So I don't know what it was about. I, they just clearly said, the Army said, it was his number. He had to go. That's how it was. It was, yeah, it, was, was it was a numbers game. It was a, there was nothing going on, really. I mean, yeah, they said it was, a, it was a legit draft. I, I was like, okay, well. But then but I he, thought, okay, he was Elvis Presley. Why do you want to kill him off? <laughs> you know, I was kind of like. Yeah. I, it, was, it was a weird thing. I'm at the same, same, well, my father went into the military because he had a very unpleasant life. He, he, his mother was very abusive. He didn't like living at home. And so he joined the Air Force uh, in the 50s. And same like Elvis. So, you know, and, and, and um, Elvis was a good soldier. I mean, he didn't, uh, he didn't go to restaurants. He always ate on base or in his home. And he did his time. And, 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 and then he got out. And uh, my father, the same thing. So, there's, you know, a lot of people say there's a lot of coincidences between Elvis and your father. And, and this was some rockabilly, somebody, whatever, said there was a lot of coincidence uh, between. Uh, and every time people look at this very young picture of my father, I don't know if you have that picture. Maybe if you want to put it up on there, but Jeez. oh, he looks like Elvis. Uh, and maybe, maybe I don't know if it's the look he had, whatever. But you know, I meant uh, um, Elvis being good looking definitely helped his career. It really did. You know, I really do think so. Well, no, it did. Well, there ain't no doubt about that part. I mean, no, there's no, there's no doubt about it. And when my father came to Hollywood in 1956, the same year that Elvis broke through in in, in the business. Um, um, my father had signed a, a, a deal with, uh, with a, a movie studio, um, and he was supposed to make a movie called Jimmy Webb. And my father was to play the second leading role, and they were going to sing a song that he was going to sing called Johnny Reb. And then something happened, and it fell through. And then, and then Henry Wilson, who, who discovered people like Rock Hudson and Tab Hunter and a bunch of other stars, uh, he wanted to sign my father with a with a movie studio called um, uh, it was called uh, American International, and they wound up having uh, um, people like um, uh, um, you know uh, what was his name uh, Vincent Price. He was part of that studio, and but Henry Wilson was gay, and he had other ulterior motives for my father. My father, listen, I appreciate the offer. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so he went. No, so, so my father had done a gig at the Beverly Wills Hotel. And uh, some guy said, hey, Johnny, man, this is in the 50s. He said, Johnny, man, you got a great look. You're a good-looking guy. You got a great voice. I got a friend I want you to meet. His name is Henry Wilson. He's a big studio guy, and, and we want you to go meet him. So my father went over there, and he sat down. He says, first of all, Johnny, I want to tell you, you are beautiful-looking. And I would love to put you in movies. And my dad said, wow, that's great. I'm excited about this. He said, but there's one condition. And my dad said, well, what, what's the condition? He says, well... Johnny, you have to sleep with me. And my father leaned back and said, uh, in a very funny way, he says, you know, Henry, Henry, 
I really appreciate the, the wonderful opportunity, but I'm not that type of girl. And uh, he walked out, and Henry Wilson said, uh, what a shame, and that was the end of that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how Hollywood works. Still works that way today, unfortunately. And, and Henry Wilson, kept, he, kept, he kept doing that with others, and he also did it to Quentin Tarantino's father. Quentin's father took it in a much more, much more in a different way, and he popped uh, Henry Wilson in the jaw. And Henry Wilson said, "You know what? You'll never work again in show business." And Quentin Tarantino could not get a gig, even if it was an extra, even selling sandwiches on the set. That's how powerful the studios were in that day. Now, in those days, though, the studios covered up for any kind of scandals, whatever. Now, you do something wrong, it's online in two seconds. They don't look oh, after yeah. their, they don't look after they don't look after their people anymore. You know that, 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 they, you know? they say yeah they say yeah is in a heartbeat today. I mean that's 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 another thing part of the uh, oh yeah uh, part of who who wait what what's that Jackie what did you send me what did you send okay. me Lo- so lovable oh oh you sent me oh okay I didn't realize what you were saying well, somebody oh, sent me uh, I guess it's in, yeah I think somebody just sent it to me just a minute ago. Uh, in a little while, guys, we'll put it up. Yeah, I, I got it now that you sent it to me. Yes, yeah, so it's it's in my it's in my. Uh... Yeah, so, so I'll tell you something though. Um, that got decent reviews when it came out. Now in those days, my father's music was on in magazines like Billboard magazine and and Cashbox, a song of the week. My dad, they they kind of they kind of said, well, this song is well, it's kind of like a Dean Martin song. I don't know. John's just trying to be like Dean Martin, but it got decent reviews. But um, you know, and then what, what song really did good for my dad too. My father was very good friends with Sonny Bono and then Sonny Bono only hired, you know, African-American singers, but Sonny Bono had a song called Teenage Lovers that he passed over to, uh, to Carl Burns, who, who ran the Chrysalette record label. And, uh, and, uh, Carl Burns said, I, I have a singer who will sing it for you. And, my dad sang the song So Lovable and a song called, excuse me, So Lovable was somebody else, but Teenage Lovers is what Sonny Bono wrote. My father sang it. But So Lovable, some people like that song, you know? It just depends on who's listening to it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on there. It's, uh, well, people, there's music. You got you to gotta find out if you like music or not. Well, somebody the other day said, did you like every Led Zeppelin song you heard? No. So I'm just gonna be honest. About yeah. It. What, 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 but, what, did, what did that person say? They they said they wanted to play that song. They sent it to me and asked me if I was gonna play it or not. I said, "Well, send it over." And uh, well, no, we still got an hour. Just, just, just. Oh no, we don't actually. Huh? It's almost eight. Jesus, yeah, I don't realize what time it is. I know. It's, it, uh, it, well, I what we'll do is after we leave tonight, I'll let it play us out, and oh, I'll let Giovanni and I are talking. Yeah, so y'all can. Uh, it's only two and a half minutes I, long. Yeah, it's, yeah, long. It, it's a it's it's a it's a brief one. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. If you wanted the audience to hear a couple seconds of a, of a little bit of me talking in that interview, did you want to do that for like about one minute or a couple seconds? Or oh, we can play. What we just played it. We can play it again now. And uh, well, actually, oh, no, guys, no, 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 the, the, the uh, interview. Uh, which interview? I, we played one it, of. It's a, it's a it's a Johnny Stark rare interview. I don't know if you want. Yeah, to we play played that at the beginning of the show. We played the whole interview. That. You don't remember? Yeah, where were you at? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait. Yeah, the it's, one that's uh, what is it like four, three or four minutes or something? It's uh, where no, is no, it no, I just no. need a, uh, no. It says 
No, I, I think you were talking about, I think you were showing the, uh, the teaser of the movie. There's an interview one called Johnny, uh, Johnny Stark Rare Interview. That's me talking to Johnny about his career uh, back in Oh, the yeah, day. that's when it's 13 minutes, yeah. So I'm, that's, I that leak's to... included. That leak's going to be included with the um, oh, okay. with this. So uh, let me make sure oh, that's okay. in there. I didn't see it a minute ago, so let's see something for a quick second here. Sure. It's uh, so, yeah, there it is. It's it's actually going to be next to the uh, Facebook, Johnny's Facebook page. So y'all can pull it out of there. Let me make sure it is on there. And I'm going to send it out to everybody, too, in just a second. Oh, great, uh, let's great, make, great. let's make sure the ticker's going. Yeah, so it's in the ticker now, so y'all can find it there. But let me go ahead. Hold on a second. Let me go ahead and text it out to everybody. Uh, let's go back over here. You, go you, back got, over you, here. Got, you got to send out to three, three million people. There you go. So there you go, guys. And uh, so anybody listening to us via radio, you're not going to be able to get it unless you go to one of the video places. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it's YouTube forward slash watch question mark V, uh, the equal sign then OMP3JPVZP4A. Yeah, did y'all get that? Uh-huh. We can always go back and listen to it and find out. But really and truly, just go over one of the sites and click copy. It's on the Facebook pages. It's on the YouTube pages. No, it don't. It doesn't count for us when you click it on the Facebook. After the show's over, it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. No, it works. It just doesn't matter to us. It's not like we see any numbers from it or anything. No, that doesn't make any difference. Hey, Joe, I got a, I got a question for you real quick. Is this, yeah. uh, is this still going to be also available only audio? No, you'll be able to get So the, the video features are already up. So when, when I hit end in a few minutes on yeah. both our YouTube pages, on four of our Facebook pages and our LinkedIn page, we'll all have a copy of this on them. So you can go get it and you can download it or you can watch it there in uh, places like yeah, that. that. The audio yeah, version that. is the one that's going to do the really big numbers, though. It's the one that's going to go out around the planet. And, uh, when we put it up on archive when, and when, SoundCloud. When, 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 that, when, when is the audio going to go out? This, uh, this audio archive, now the show's live right now, but the audio archive will go out sometime tomorrow. Well, no, wait, it's, yeah, sometime tomorrow. They wow. go out the next day. They used to go out the same day. And it may go out tonight, but I don't want to promise you. Uh, if if I, I got a couple other things ahead of it, but if if it's not late, I might send it out tonight. But usually it's the yeah, next I, day we close to. No, I'll text yeah, you. Yeah, you know yeah, what's I, up. I appreciate it, man. It's you know, but I, I tell you, conversation, man. Time flies, man. When you're having great conversation. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize. Well, we started a little late tonight, about 15 minutes late. But yeah, still, okay. Excuse me. It's um, it's one of those things. What, what do you mean, guys? Um. You mean a selection of all his work under different names? You'd, you'd have to get Giovanni to give you that. I don't know. Or you could just research. What happened? Somebody just asked me if there's a way to find all of his music under a different name. How will they find it? Well, uh, well, actually, um, you, you know, um, if it's his 50s music, up until 1950, up until 1958, from uh, 56 to 58, he went under Johnny Stark. And then he went by Johnny Apollo. And then that Johnny Apollo went, uh, you know, that 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 went, um, you know, up until like the, the early seventies. And then he went under his, he went on another name, John Simeone, and he sang a couple. He did a couple forty-five records. One of the songs called "Who Do You Love," and and then he did a country western, uh, 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 forty-five under Simeone, I believe. And the song was called uh, "Western Guitars" and uh, "King of the Country Sounds." So my father crossed over the country as well. There you go, guys. Just go check out the different ones. I can give you all something to research and have some fun with. 
Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, this Friday is uh, just politics. Um, mm. Emily's got her new sh- uh, show starting. F T F F F T. Shit, I can't get it out. F T W. Frickin', I can't. I, yeah, it's it's F T W. Frickin'. If y'all can't figure out what that means, I'm not gonna tell y'all. But uh, she's got a show with us on the network. It airs on Friday from. Um, well, I'm sorry, uh, six to seven my time, central time. Uh, so she'll be on there. And of course, Jeffrey's back from vacation. Uh, he's been vacation. And then we do the centralist airs nine to five this week is going to be, uh, why don't the FBI raid Joe Biden's house after they found improper use of classified documents in three different locations. And, uh, they went and raided Trump's for just being in one place under lock and key for that matter. So I don't know how this is going to play out in the press and I don't know how it's going to play out in the house and the Senate, but it ain't going to be fun for whoever. Who cares? I don't care if they put Joe Biden in a, in a box. I really don't. He's an idiot. No, I liked him when he was young and he was, he knew what he was doing, but today he's like, some days he's like, all right. Some days, uh, some days his meds work and someday they don't. That's all I can tell you. I, well, I, I, I watched Joe as a senator. He was good. All I can tell you, I'll tell you right now is, you know, more people need to listen to Johnny Stark's music. That'll make him feel That's good. That's right. You know, but I was going to say one last thing because I know you got to close it out. Uh, no, yeah, great. We had a few say, Yeah, just yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, like once again, if anybody wants to get involved in the project, you know, if they if they, you know, we'll be giving out, you know, some gifts for special thank yous for those who want to donate to the film. You can reach out to me on Facebook. Giovanni Stico and send me a private message and you know and 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 I want to tell you one thing Joe I mean uh, I am really really I am so uh, you know grateful that you allowed me to come on your show and, yeah it's been a great conversation about, and I don't get to do this often great. anymore yeah I don't, I don't most of the time nowadays it's either hardcore this or hardcore that and I used to like to do a lot of light stuff sometimes it's hard there's so much crap going on in the world right now I know it is I know. Uh, don't don't forget, people. Show. You will be able to see this on Roku in about in a day. Tomorrow, th- this show tomorrow will be on Roku and on the rest of our venues. But if if you have to see it now, you can go over to YouTube or YouTube or Facebook, 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 or Facebook, or of course LinkedIn, and you can watch it there as well. And no, we had a lot of fun tonight. Uh, yeah. A lot of questions came in. What do you mean, Kara? Oh, UFO on a cover. We'll be back next Wednesday. Oh, I'll be on. Um, one of the Van Hunt shows somewhere around February. And I forgot this lady's name. Let me go check it out before we leave. What, you know, I lose more shit sitting in front of me. I swear. Where's my Facebook page? There it is. There we go. Kelly Schultz. She's got a show and I'm going to be on her show on the 27th. I don't know when it's going to air because it's going to be at lunchtime. So I, I guess that's a pre-record because it's on zoom. Uh, but I will let y'all know when it knows. I'll let y'all know when I'm on the hunch. I got a bunch more besides that. I got to get out. Uh, I've got 36 guest appearances scheduled between now and April, uh, not including two filmings going on. So, uh, well, one of, we're, we're doing a, okay. I, I'm not supposed to talk about this a lot. So I met with a company. I'm not going to say their name. Very famous company. Met with them. And uh, we agreed on on what the wage is going to be, and we agreed on how we were going to treat the abductees and contactees. So um, last time they were in town, I hooked them up with a contactee and myself, and we did a narrative. They met with them. They told them their experience. So this time 
we're going to meet again and I'm going to narrate the um, the actual re- 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 recreation. So they're doing a reenactment of the of the abduction experience and I'll be narrating it. We're supposed to do two two years of this at 14 each year. So we'll see how they go. Um, why am I narrating? Because I'm the guy. Because <laughs> I'm the one knows what he's talking about. That's why. <laughs> because it's not just about the experience. It's about, you know, how we deal with it. It's, it's a it's a double-folded show on, on how organizations deal with this and and how people deal with this and how we help the people to deal with this as an organization. So uh, it's a lot of stuff. It's going to be quite scary, some of it. So y'all be sure. I have no idea when it's going to air. Let me tell you something. The very first time I did anything big on TV, uh, I thought, okay, I did it. It's going to air. Yeah, it aired 18 months later. The first time I did Coast to Coast, I did it. Okay, the season. No, no, it wasn't that season. But next season. (laughs) Yeah, so I've given up on trying to figure out when they're going to air shit. Because it's never the, the shortest airing ever. Oh, thank you, Trish. I didn't even see you had it down there. WT Frick. See, I got it wrong. Um, you know, Trish hosts the Missing Piece on Mondays. And occasionally I can I talk her into coming a guest host on Fridays with us. Uh, I try to get her to come guest hosting here with me. I think she's just scared of me. But anyway. I, I, what's that, Jack? Um, well, no, Roku's up and running now. If you got Roku, you can go now. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff up there. And what's going to happen is, I hate to tell you all this. First off, as we remove stuff from YouTube and put it on Roku, it's only going to be available on Roku. It will no longer be available on YouTube. So just telling you all ahead of time. It's going to slow. Well, if YouTube would treat us like a human entity, I wouldn't do it. But YouTube is, how can I say this politely, a POS. Okay. I have never had the problems with any service I've ever used like I've had with these people. They banned us off of three pages. Every time a page gets gets last time, they told us we, we only spoke hate speech and lies. I got matter of fact, I got a lawyer on that one. Oh, yeah, I put a lawyer on that one. I was like, really? I said, well, I listen to the show all the time. We ain't, that's not what we do. So it just told me someone there was not things. I'm a lover. Not afraid. We're not always talking about politics. Sometimes we're talking about conspiracies. <laughs> we do talk about politics in the first half hour, though, for sure, because there's usually some kind of crazy shit going on. And for that note, we're going to get out of here. Tell them one more time, Giovanni, where they can find you at. Um, well, you can find me on yeah. Facebook. I think you're going to give a link to my Facebook page. Yeah, Giovanni Stico, you'll see a picture of me on there. And they can reach out to me and see if, if you know if they want to get involved somewhere or another with my what? father's film. Anything else I might be doing, they're welcome to contact me. They can look at some of my other projects I've done in the past. That's on YouTube. And um, once again, Joe, um, I appreciate you uh, having me on your show. One Italian to another. Grazie yes, mille. I appreciate you coming by. I had a lot of fun. Absolutely. Uh, no. and, 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 yeah. That's my pen. I got it. Uh, Tim, uh, anyway, I got I to gotta remember to write this down for Tamara and find out where her books are at. Because they went out like, uh, I don't know, today's, man, they've been out for, oh, come on, it's been seven, eight days for sure. So I got to find out what's going on with that. Even in Canada, they should got them by now. I mean, come on, it's eight days. I mean, I could have put them on a damn bird and flew them up there in that much time. Uh, anyway, what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, we've been giving away um, sets of books and stuff like that and lightsabers and stuff like that. And, I gotta check on her. She won. She won a set of books last time. Uh, we were on talking. 
Yeah, she's a regular guest of Michelle de Roches. You know, if y'all don't know who that is, I should say the Outer Realm since Amelia hosts there too. And everybody, send Amelia wishes and love. Her kid's doing well, but you know, the more wishes and love, the better. Uh, you know, she just had major surgery, so um, she, but she's doing good. I talked to her today. I said, if she, she needs a bitch at somebody, I'm always around. She can scream and holler at me. I don't mind. <laughs> It'd just be like another day. <laughs> hey, man, I'm an Italian family. That's just part of life, man. <laughs> That's just life. The best. You can't, the you, best. Can't, you can't get upset about that kind of stuff. Oh, man, I, my grandma and my, my great aunt threatened many a times to hit me in the head with a pie. Look, I, I don't even fight with them. <laughs> yeah, she is a regular viewer. And uh, I see her on there a lot. She asks good questions, which we always repeat. Pre- we always appreciate good questions. Huh? I don't know, but I'm going to double check on hers because I have a tracking number for it. So I'm going to uh, check on it and find out. Um, I will hit you up with a text probably this evening, maybe tomorrow, but I'll let you know what's going on with them because uh, I, I need to know where they are anyway. I wonder because if you're, you're not the only one I got, when I mailed hers, I mailed uh, three, six, nine, twelve. I mailed 10 sets, so it's 30 books. And uh, I want to know they're all going where they're supposed to be going. Well, we want people to read them. Oh, by the way, again, I will tell you again, I will be in April. Um, so we will be, I will be giving away pretty soon book 39. So I get, I'm, I shouldn't even say this headline, John Kitchen's going to kick my ass. So I get pervy to the books before they're released. I actually get my own personal copy that's sent to me every year. So this is what I'm going to do. I get it when I'm flying. I, I read it the week before I go out and then I read it on the airplane. So when I get to LA, I'm going to do a show, and then I'm going to give that copy away. I'm going to get a bunch of people to sign it while I'm there, and I'm going to give that copy away. Now, these are these these authors are the people of the future. These are the guys that are going to be making the new movies and new stories. I mean, there's a lot of famous the judges. have a, There's a lot of famous judges there that have a lot of big movies to their credit. So it's a great group of people to hang out with. I personally love the judges. Uh, I'm friends with quite a few of them, so – um, but anyway, I will find out about that when I, I got to go do archives in a little while, 10 minutes, and I'll, I'll pull it up and see what the hell's going on. And, uh, cause they haven't said, sent me any defaults or any delays or anything like they did with my damn new toast. Oh, it'll be there tomorrow. It'll be there tomorrow. It'll be three weeks ago. I've been here. Oh, it came in today. I was like, Oh, well, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Like how many tomorrows? I mean, Jesus people, where, where did it go? I think it, it got here and then they sent it to California. So I was like, what the hell's going on here? And, uh, but again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out in the LA area or if you're going to be heading out there from, I will be out there um, the last week of April until probably yeah May 1st or something like that. And then I'll be headed home. I'll be back in, in New Orleans. Uh, I'll be, oh, we got this crazy wicked ghost hunt coming up. This, it's either going to be early in the spring or early in the fall. So. When I got the complete details, yes, it does cost money to go on whoever asked that question. Um, but this is, we're going to take you to three of the oldest graveyards in the area that are all in the middle of the swamp with nothing else around them. But so now they're well maintained graveyards, but you'll be out there and the wicked fog will come rolling in. You hear alligators off growling in the distance and groaning and moaning. And one of the graveyards, half the graveyard, is these little wicked, little babies, and probably less than a year old. Uh, there's a whole, I guess there was a, um, must have been a plague or something that came through. Uh, but there's 50 or 60 of those in there. The, the graveyard is at least, I think it's 350, 360 years old. Um, they're very old and a lot of the graves, but they even still bury people today. So it's kind of crazy. It's in the middle of nowhere. These used to all be towns that NASA and in its infinite wisdom tore down so they could have a buffer zone. 
for building their rockets to you know blow up shit and go to space. Uh, but these are really crazy looking, and we may even end it with either a tour of the haunted mortuary or graveyard number two, where Anne Rice is supposed to be buried. She's not, but still, you know that's where all the tours go. So we'll show you that as well. So it, it should be an interesting time. Uh, I have no idea what it's going to cost. I have to talk to two other people involved, and I'm sure they're going to. It's going to be a pain in the ass, and if if we do it where we got to provide transportation, it'll be even bigger pain in the ass. Uh, uh, well. These are outside of New Orleans, about, uh, say, 30, we'll say 40 minutes outside the city. Uh, it's at the Mississippi-Louisiana state line off the Pearl River, and it's deep, deep, deep in the swamp. One of the places we're going to go is actually 12 miles in the swamp. Yeah, there's nothing else but swamp. For, and I'm not kidding you. If we go in the evenings, you're going to see hogs. You're going to see deers. Yeah, you might see occasional gator. Other weird animals, bobcats and shit. It's just, it's insane out there. It's just stuff everywhere out there, and uh, and then you may see ghosties because it used to be a big Indian village way back in the day. Sometimes you'll be back there, you hear drums playing. It's creepy, weird. But what's creepy is when you stand at twelve miles back in the swamp and you hear metal things clicking and machines running, and you're thinking, "And where the hell is that coming from?" Yeah, that's really creepy, weird. That's creepier than the Indian, the, the ghosty Indians back there. Uh, but, you know, there's a graveyard back there, and then there's two of them in, uh, I think it was called Napoleonville. So we'll be showing people those. And uh, one of them, you can just, all of them, you can just walk right into. Uh, they're all supposed to be very, 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 very haunted, but not with evil, bad ghosts. These are friendly, happy ghosts, except for the kids. They seem to be pissed off. Well, real quick, and then we got to go. The one, the one up on top on north of Interstate 10, uh, it's about it's only about three or four miles back in the swamp. But when we go out there, the fog only gets waist high, which is weird to start off with. So you can be standing there in fog waist high and look up and see this beautiful nightly sky. And then over the graves, but only over the graves, the fog does this. It rolls around. It's like starts in the middle and has two sides and it rolls back underneath itself and then roll and it just keeps doing that. I have no idea what causes that. It's only over certain graves. It's very creepy, very weird, um, especially when you hear alligators off groaning in the distance. It's very creepy, weird. And then on top of that, they have these these bottles of water they hang over the graves. They're on a string, probably about three foot long, and there's a bottle of water on it just hanging there over the grave. And it's not like there's flowers or anything down there to, to give water to. It's just creepy like that. And then every now and then on the other graveyard, they'll have these it looks like little white haunted ghosts. It'll be a string. You know, you may, they, those little napkin ghosts the kids make, you know, it's got a little round thing and a little napkin. It looks like that, but upside down and over the grave. I have no idea what any of that stuff's for. Uh, so, you know, no telling what kind of magic's being done out there. I've gone out many a times and found decks of tarot cards laid out. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I do when I find a deck of tarot cards? I got a torch in my car. <sighs> Yeah, it goes that spell right out the window, protection and all, buddy. <laughs> I know how to read tarot, guys. Trust me. <laughs> I'm just being evil. I don't know. It's it's creepy. Trish, you, you go screaming like a little baby. You be like, oh no, let me out of here. Let me out of here. <laughs> now, Michelle, on the other hand, that crazy witch, she'd be out there trying to dig shit up. Uh, you can't. Michelle will go take a nap. So there's a couple of benches in there, right? In the fog. Michelle will be out there napping on the bench in the fog. I could see her now. Did anything happen? 
<laughs> like, there ain't nothing scares that woman. She's insane. Yeah, people, if y'all don't know who Michelle DeRoche is, you really need to go listen to her because she will sleep anywhere. I don't, okay, that came out wrong. Anywhere that's haunted and scary and demented. That's what I meant to say. Just that first one didn't come out right. But anyway, speaking of that, she is on air right now. We've got to get out of here. Gianni is great. Tamara, we'll make sure you get that. I'll find out what's going on with that. Trish, thanks for stopping yeah. by. Everybody else is in the in the uh, messenger room. <laughs> I know, Trish. I know. Trish is our resident witch, in case y'all didn't know that. And anyway, we got to go, guys and girls. So everyone stay tuned or go hop over to the uh, Outer Realm right now. It's on, and uh, their show is running right now. So, again, everyone, thanks for hanging out with us. It's a great audience. I had a lot of fun. Uh, be sure to check out Giovanni and check out his dad and all the stuff we showed you about. And if you want to just go hunt down songs, go hunt them down. I mean, people get on YouTube and do this all the time. And, I, and as I was looking, I found at least six on YouTube. So just go check them out and then see what you like. You can always write to Giovanni, stop by his Facebook page and say, hey, I like this. I like that. You know, this, that, or the other thing. Do some research, people. You know what I say? Always do your own homework. That way you know it's right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Da, 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 da.